Blog Talk Radio. There is a chance for the President of the United States to use this disaster to carry out what his father, a phrase his father used, I think, only once and hasn't been used since, and that is a new world order. New world coming. America will become increasingly vulnerable to hostile attack on our homeland. And our military superiority will not entirely protect us. Not protect us. Americans will likely die on American soil. And I believe it will also be said of this age, the first decade of the 21st century, that out of what is, will be seen as the greatest restructuring of the global economy, perhaps one even greater than at the time of the Industrial Revolution, a new world order was created. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. Now, get ready to enter the zone where real life is stranger than fiction, the place where the news may seem like a dream and the dream may be a matrix of reality. Let us now expose all lie of the devil and bring to light all the secrets of the enemy because God truth will set you free. John 8:32. You're listening to This Week in the Zone with your host and watchman on the wall, Phil Armstrong. Is the most hated truth in the world. I'm going to say it again. Hell is the most hated truth in the world. It's hated most by backslidden theologians and preachers or liberal. They hate the message on hell. They wail and gnash their teeth against the very idea of an eternal hell, especially if there's wrath and terror and literal fire. In fact, if you were to give the tape of this message tonight to a majority of liberal preachers here in New York City, they listened to it. They wouldn't be five minutes into it about right now, in fact. I mean, their face is going to turn deep red. Their veins in their neck are going to pop out. And the first thing they're going to do is either flip it off or they're going to say something like this. That man is crazy. He's uncouth. He's uneducated. He's putting fear and guilt on people because hell is nonsense. The only hell you get here on earth. Now, that, those kind of preachers would be better off to quit the ministry. They'd be more honest and go out and get a job. And I'm not being facetious, but you see, they say that hell is not compatible. It's not compatible with the love of Jesus Christ. That it's not compatible with the mercy of Jesus and his compassion. And human nature recoils at the very thought of eternal damnation, everlasting torments, weeping, wailing, gnashing of teeth. And so this truth... From the very first time it's been preached to this last day, and more so now than ever, the message on hell's been ridiculed, it's been softened, it's discounted. Every effort's made to explain it away. Yet God is not ashamed to declare His wrath against sin. I'm going to read you a scripture. Now, ministers are ashamed of it. I mean the backslidden liberal preachers are ashamed. All they preach is the love of God. Nothing else. And they get mad at any other preacher who even mentions the wrath of God. And yet my Bible is full of the fact that God, being a holy God, is also a wrathful God against sin. 
Jesus warned about this over and over again. Jesus preached hell more than any Pentecostal Baptist preached on the face of the earth. He preached it to his friends. Now I'm going to take you to the scriptures. Don't, don't turn, just follow me. I'm going to take you to Luke 12, 5. Listen to what Jesus said to his friends. He's not talking to prostitutes and alcoholics now. He's talking to his disciples. Listen to what he said. And I say unto you, my friends, do not be afraid of them that kill the body, and after that have no more power in what they can do. But I'll tell you who you shall fear. Fear him which after he's killed the body has power to cast you into hell. Yet I say unto you, fear him. Who said that? Jesus said that. That's what Jesus said and I have a right to preach it. Every preacher in America should be preaching because Jesus preached it. He preached it to his friends. He preached it to those who were saved. He said, I'll tell you who to fear. Fear him or after you're dead he can cast you into a hell. Fear him. Jesus turned on the Pharisees and the scribes and the hypocrites. He said, you snakes, you serpents, you generation of vipers, how will you ever escape the damnation of hell? How will you escape the damnation of hell? Jesus is preaching it over and over again. Yes, Jesus preached hell. He warned about hell. And yet we've got preachers, even Pentecostal and Baptists and charismatic preachers, who say, that's doomsday, we don't preach hell. Have you ever heard a prosperity preacher preach on hell? You never will. Right. What is hell like? What is hell going to be like? Fasten your seatbelts. And I'm not trying to be sensational. I'll tell you what, the fear of God's in my heart. The Bible said men love darkness more than light. Is that in your Bible? Men love darkness more than light. The thought of God, by the way, the very thought of God right now, the very thought of holiness makes sinners cringe here, doesn't it? I've been told How much is going to make them cringe in hell? I had to go to the they won't come right now. Remember the man who died and went to hell and he's in torment? And he asked Abraham to send somebody raised from the dead to talk to his brothers? Where thing was, they will not receive the prophets that are alive. They won't receive anybody that is raised from the dead. And the same thing goes for hell. They will not believe those someone came from heaven to hell to preach. Decent enough. That's kind of dark. They're going to believe it. I. Now, if you close that hell is more than just being forsaken by God. There was a time I preached on hell. Some of you heard me preach in Brooklyn Tabernacle about five years ago. And, and I, I, I was trying to save God's personality and his character. And I was saying, you know, it gives God no pleasure. The death of the ungodly gives him no pleasure. And I was trying to protect God. I was trying to be easy on God. I, in other words, don't get mad at God because of hell. And I've been rebuked by the Holy Spirit. Yes, God does get no pleasure in the death of his saints. That's as long as the cross is there. The day of redemption is available, but the day of his wrath is coming, the Bible says. A day of vengeance. When God takes out his vengeance on sin and the ungodly, everybody in hell is going to be the object of his punishment. Hell is punishment. It's not just a prison, it's punishment. It's terror. It's vengeance. In flaming fire, taking vengeance on them. I saw that again today. In flaming fire, God taking vengeance. You know what that word vengeance means? Retaliation. Payday. Wages for sin. 
It's payday. God says it's payday. And God says, I'm going to spend my vengeance. Dude, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Suffering the vengeance. Paul said, for we know him that has said, vengeance belongeth to me, and I will repay, saith the Lord. For it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the Lord. Fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Listen to me. If there's no hell, why is it a fearful thing to fall in his hands? Answer it. Anybody tells you that no hell says then why does the Bible say it's a fearful thing to fall into his hands? Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, I will repay. Those who are in hell are not in the hands of the devil, they're in God's hands. They're not in the hands of the devil, never in eternity. He himself is being tormented. He is under the wrath of God. The scripture says they are in God's hands for an eternity. And how long will God hate sin? As long as he's God. He cannot stop hating sin into eternity because that's his nature. He'll hate sin all through eternity. As long as there's a God, he will hate sin. He will hate it as long as there's a hell. And there'll be a hell. There'll be a hell as long as God hates sin. Like and the devil was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, and he shall be tormented day and night. Now, folks, when you read day and night in Revelation, that doesn't mean, well, that's, that doesn't mean it's in eternity, it's in time. No, that's a figure of speech. You look it up in the Greek, it's a figure of speech meaning everlasting, nothing more. You can't build a doctrine on day or night. It's a figure of speech meaning everlasting, that there is no day, there's no night, it all runs together for an eternity. Hell is a place of rage and hatred toward God. It's a place of rage and hatred toward God. Listen to me very closely now. I, I used to believe that when people went to hell, they'd start crying out for mercy, they'd repent and say, Oh God, I'm sorry, and hoping there'd be some way of mercy. But you know, that the Bible says that when God begins to pour out His judgments on this earth, even before eternity comes, even when God just begins to scorch men with heat, with fire, when He has the angels. And by the way, I, I've heard preachers say, well, God doesn't, God doesn't scorch anybody with fire. Oh, He's got angels that are going to do it. Oh, yes, He's got angels of wrath going to pour out His vials of wrath upon the earth. But I want you to listen to me. There's a, there's a scripture that says there's the fourth angel, and it's found, I believe, in Revelation 16, the fourth angel that set forth to scorch men with fire. Now, this is a taste of hellfire. They're being scorched with fire, and what do they do? Wouldn't you think that if God began to send an angel to New York City, and about five million people in this city were absolutely scorched, their, I mean, 80% of their body was scorched with fire, and yet they're still living, and it was known that it was the judgment of God. Do you think they would repent when there'd be a revival, unless the judgment's coming? No. You know what they'd be? There'd be more cursing against God than there's ever been. There'd be more hatred toward God. We'd have men all over the city shaking their fists at God, cursing His name. You want proof? Listen to what they did. These who were scorched with fire. And men were scorched with great heat, and they blasphemed the name of God which had power over these plagues, and they repented not to give him glory.
Bad news to good news. No more ill street blues. Transform from the old to the new. I got good news. Ah, check it. Bad news to good news. Ill street blues. No matter where you move, cats still got their on you. Ah. Yeah, I remember you hustling on the block. At that time, it wasn't a gospel you had on the block. Shorty wear them Tim's and Stack. Hung around the wrong crowd with the juice in the paper bag. Things I had got into at that time was only a couple inches from a life of crime. So I found rhyming to be an architect. Started working on freestyle so I could get that check. But not yet. Down the road, I met Jesus Christ. Saw the good in me and he saved my life. Took the burning away and my load was light. No beer and beer runs. Creeping out throughout the night, dreaming of the spotlight, luxuries, no more hangover miseries, fighting my enemies, sharp in my eyesight, but cats still hating on you, debating on you, my past is boy, I got the good news, straight from the headlines, blazing words, victory is mine, like Kojak Caroline, like Kojak Caroline, but cats sleep, proclaiming he'll be back next week, and talking cheap, but there goes the action, now you see the proof, ain't nobody laughing, ah, Reactions are picture perfect All the good news is most definitely worth it No more bad news, brand new shoes From the upper room Introducing my good news From bad news to good news No more ill street blues Transform from the old to the new Brand new Tim's, brand new lifestyle Brand new profile Streets are talking, Delhi gossip for the day. You heard about Robert Jr., yeah, they can't got say. But there's a time into the hood, gotta see it to believe it. Say it's just a son, he'll be back to his old habits again. Where's well, no pretense, a transformation. Criminal character been erased from the nation. My habit for the poison's been eliminated. Through God's laboratory, I've been recreated. Cats still can't believe what they saw. And just like snakes in the grass, they plied my downfall. So I stand tall, enjoy the new status, tame the flesh, put the pre- to the practice and while cats bring up the past to expose you to the nosy I put on wax so cats can hear my testimony expose the phony address the issues give proper respect to where it's due and I this is all said and done no sweat on my back cause the battle's already won so uh Get rid of the gun guy God, the only protection is from Jehovah Jireh but in cats ears all you hear is blah 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 they want the bad news but I got good news Good news, no more ill street blues Transform from the old to the new Brand new Tim, brand new lifestyle Brand new profile, no more rugged child uh, Bad news, the good news No more ill street blues Transform from the old to the new Brand new Tim, brand new lifestyle Brand new profile, no more rugged child Bad news, the good news No more ill street blues uh, Bad news, the good news No more ill street blues Brand new Tim's, brand new lifestyle, brand new profile, no more rugged child. 
bad news to good news. about current events that line up with Bible prophecy. And now, your watchman on the wall and host, Bill Armstrong. You have been listening to The Prophecy Zone on Blog Talk Radio. Be sure to check out our website at www.pzrn.org. Also, like us on Facebook at Prophecy Zone Radio News and at YouTube at Prophecy Zone. Be sure to check us out next time on the Prophecy Zone as we explore the past, observe the present, and hope for the soon future return of the Savior Jesus.